Good morning. morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good. Hey, you know the Bible says in Psalm 107, it says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in all that is within me." You know, a lot of times we come to church to get blessed ourselves, but guess what? This is our time when we get to bless God. So let's stand up this morning and give Him praise and bless His name. Here we go. To worship a mighty God, we have come to lift up a joyful song. Let us praise the King, let us praise the King of glory. We will respond to love and mercy He has shown us. We will respond to all the great things He has done. Let us praise the King, let us praise the King of glory. Here in this moment, here in our life, now and forever, be glorified. With grateful hearts, we enter in the presence of a faithful God, the Father of an endless love. Let us praise the King, let us praise the King of glory, now and forever, now and forever, here in our life, now and forever, be glorified. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy, 
stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow who you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Who you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow you. Yeah, I will follow
somebody around you and get on back to your seat. Let's go.
you're about to experience church in a whole new way. It's called YouVersion Live. And here's what you'll be able to do. Follow along with the notes and scripture you'd usually get in your talk notes or bulletin. Or add your own notes. Vote in polls and answer questions. Do you have a prayer request? You'll be able to submit it right from your seat. Participate, interact, and take it all home with you. Getting started is easy. If you're one of the millions of people who already have the YouVersion Bible app on your phone, you're already set up. Just open the app and select Live. If you don't yet have the Bible app, you can go to YouVersion.com slash download on your phone and get it for free. Once you've launched YouVersion Live, just find and select your event and you're ready to go. If you want to know more about how YouVersion Live can work on your mobile phone or computer, head over to YouVersion.com slash live. Good morning. I am so excited that y'all are here. We're all here together. Awesome. Yes, this people over here are excited to be here with me. Y'all need to work on it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Very good. Hey, that was an awesome worship service. I had to move out of the way so Pastor Brennan could quit hitting me and running over me. I said, you can't have the whole front row. He said, I really do need it. I was like, okay, I'll just, we'll just move out of your way then. So that means that it must have been, he was having a great time. So I'm Krista Clark, I'm Pastor Brandon's wife, and I'm so glad that y'all are here. Inside of your bulletin, there's an info card. If you will take that, if this is your first time here, if you could fill that out for me, front and back, and hold on to it, you have the whole service to do that. Because at the end of the service, there will be a lady in the hallway, and she would like to exchange this card for a popcorn box to give to you as a gift. It's, it's so exciting. It's an exciting, exciting gift. The inside of it, there is some info about our church that if, there's no, if you'd like to know more, you are more than welcome to log on to our website and find out everything there is to know about us. Um, there's some microwavable popcorn in there and a $5 gift card to Sonic. That's our gift to you for coming and celebrating today with us. If this isn't your first time, if you would just put your name and how many came with you so we can keep track. Pastor Brandon likes to have his little paper and everybody's name has a little mark that they were here. He likes to do that to make sure that he sees your face all the time. He likes it. Um, on the back at the bottom, there's a place for prayer requests. If you have something that you're believing God for and you would like for our, us and our um, prayer team to believe with you and be lifting you up in that, please put that on there. Now these, if you're not, if this is not your first time, these go in the offering box as it passes by. I would appreciate that. <clears throat> now, next Sunday is a big Sunday. We have a business meeting. Oh, yes. So exciting around here. The business meetings are just fabulous. You just have to attend one to know what I'm talking about. It's so great. Brennan's looking at me, rolling his eyes. How else do you get them to come, dear? They still don't come. It's a really good time. It's one extra few minutes that you get to hang with us. Now, also next Sunday at 6 o'clock, we're going to Christian Church of San Angelo. We're going to do baptism. So if you'd like to be baptized or you know somebody, one of your children, 
would like to be baptized, if you would let us know so we can take care of that next Sunday. We're also going to do dessert and fellowship afterwards. This is our time to get to mingle and get to know each other. Now, at the ladies' Christmas party, I had a lot of women come up to me and go, I met so many new people that go to our church that I didn't know. I was like, if you would come on Sunday nights when we hang and have food, you would get to see them and visit again. So, I'm challenging you to come and see your new people that you just met at Christmas time and visit some more and have a good time. It, it really is a lot of fun. Now that's at six o'clock. If you need it, if you want to get baptized or you have some questions, you can call Cassie at the office and she will know that for you. Now, February 1st at seven o'clock, Brandon and I are doing, Brandon's doing it. I'm going to be there. The new members class. Now that is just a time that we hang at the Law Hotel's house. Miss Deb and Mr. Steve feed us very well. And we have a time where Pastor Brandon shares the vision of the church. The reason, the things that we believe that God has laid on our heart, the purposes behind celebration. I think every church has different purposes and reasons and you have to know ours. So you have to come you need to come. You need to come hang out with us. We we have a great time. It's a lot of fun. It lasts about an hour, an hour and a half. It's a lot of fun. Um, child care, if you need child care, contact the office because we have a special little program for that. Let's see. Um, don't forget that kids camp and youth camp, you need to start thinking about that. Now, we sent Lauren and Katie to the place where we're having kids camp, and they went and scouted out the land. It's huge. It's going to be a lot of fun. They have a lot of different uh, event things that we can do and use there. So we do our own kids camp where we come up with a theme and we are the teachers and we just have a really great time with your kids. The cost is $95. Start now and it's not that much at the end. And we will do fundraisers, but be thinking about that. Now kids camp, we go to extreme camp and that is around Tyler, Texas, and so that cost is $325. They have a blast. They bring in bands for us at the, in the evening. Not just bands, but like really great bands. Really great, great worshiping bands. And I've not, I don't know that I've ever seen that many youth worship to Screamo. It was a really neat experience the two seconds I was in there to see it. I'm not a Screamo person, but they all loved it. And then we had one band that kind of surfed the crowd on top of everybody's shoulders and hips, and they thought that was awesome. I was glad that they could experience that. I was glad that I was not at the front to experience it as well. So fundraisers are going to be going on, and so be sure to get your kids involved in those to make sure that it doesn't drain your pocket all at once, but that they get to go and have a good time. Um, if you have... I've mentioned several times about the blog. You can go on to uh, Colin. It's my turn. She's helping over here. You, you can go on to blogspot.com, I believe. Yes. And read with us and hear what whoever, everybody has a different day and they get to share what the, re the reading meant to them. So you can get involved in that. There's a place for you to share your thoughts and your comments. And by the end of the year, if you do it every day, you've read the Bible in one year. And it is awesome. It's very awesome. And then for the notes today, as the video said before, you can go onto version Now, 
and follow along with Pastor Brandon. The notes are on there. The place for you to put your prayer requests are in there. All that kind of neat stuff so that you can kind of track along. And it's on your little device. You can go back later and reread what we've talked about and kind of stay up with everything. And you don't have to keep the bulletins. Because I know all of y'all are taking notes and keeping the bulletins. So this would be a little less paper for you to keep up with. Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if it's a dream I'm on the top of the world This is the end Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end Of our elaborate plans The I've got good news for you. Guess what? What the enemy meant to trap you or kill you, God's going to use to make you stronger this year. And so uh, I appreciate y'all putting up with the painful part of that video to get through it. I showed it to a few people and uh, I, I told everybody I was going to enjoy watching y'all watch the video, especially some of these tender-hearted people that uh, it's amazing how many people looked away and uh, it's a sad little mouth, a little chest bumping. And, uh, but, uh, there's nothing to me communicated that, like the communicated that truth that, that there is, there is an enemy that we have made mistakes in life. There are things that have been meant to trap you and to take you out, to kill you. But I'm telling you what, we're in this series called leap year about getting over the stuff that's been holding us back. That's been meant to trap us or to kill us or to take us out. And, uh, and so, and that's, uh, I couldn't think of anything better to open this series with. So welcome to Celebration Church. We are glad that you are with us. Like my wife said, we're about to jump into the notes. This right now was the part of the service where if you came prepared to give, this is the part of the service where we do that. And every week, whenever that we go through this, uh, this part, uh, we want to make sure that we are having a, a kingdom perspective because God really does care about our entire lives. And that even means the, the 8 to 5 or the 7 to 9 o'clock at night or whatever it is, however many kajillion hours you work in the week. Even those parts matter. And the part where you take your time and your talents and you trade them for this stuff called money and then what we do with it, it all, it all comes together. It all matters. And this is, this is why. Okay? This is why. We want to see this because we're built for eternity. Our lives should count for eternity, and let's look at Matthew 28. Matthew 28, <clears throat> we're um, 
should be uh, familiar with the scripture if you've been a believer very long. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This assignment to make disciples, this assignment to take the love and the grace and to let other people know about that's what that's what discipleship is. It isn't this hard religious thing. It's helping other people to live in the grace and love that we're living in. It's, it's taking it and passing it on. And that's the thing that Jesus said he's going to be a part of to the very end of the age. You know, we can try to build some pretty incredible stuff and try to hope it lasts and lasts. But what we want to do is we want to invest in something that's really eternal. And kingdom work is really eternal. I believe in the ministry that's taking place here. I believe in the ministries we support. We give to missions organizations and we see that to to all the nations, to the very ends of earth, happen because of what happens right here. And it is exciting to me whenever I get to write my checks and be a part of what God is doing here. Why? Because this has an eternal impact. So as you're giving today... Know that this is taking our, our every, work, every day, work-a-day day and making it count for the kingdom as we give this morning. Y'all can go ahead and y'all can give. But we are cranking into our notes now. We're starting this series out. And um, this one, our, our first part, part one, um, is we uh, titled it Getting Over Ourselves. Um, my initial title was Getting Over Yourself. But it seemed a little aggressive. Get over yourself. That's kind of tacky, you know. And so, and really, this is something that we, we together need to do. We can't just put the blame on somebody else and that somebody else needs to go. We need to, we need to own this. And so we made this plural. We made this that as the body of Christ, we need to do this. We need to get over things. So let's, we're wanting to, this whole series is about getting over the stuff that's holding us back. Most of us have some things that tend to trip us up. Most of us have some little things that we, that we tend to, to find ourselves battling with over and over again. And what we want to talk about is not necessarily finding one or two little principles, one little two little quick fixes to make this happen. What we want to do is we want to correct our path. Because as we're on the path that God has set for us, then he's going to take us through these things. So that's what we want to do. That's what we're going to be talking about over the next six weeks. And what we're believing God to take place in our lives. So if you've got your notes open, let's just go ahead and get into it. Because in Christ, nothing should hold us back in our growth to know God better and to trust Him more. That is our vision statement. That is what we're here. And whenever we pray for that, that you show up, I pray that I, we help you to know God better and therefore to trust Him more. That's living a life of faith. That's taking God at His word, putting your, putting your weight on it, and moving forward with that. And that it's time for us then to get over some of the stuff that holds us back. See, Romans 8 tells us, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life. Folks, sometimes, sometimes people wish that they could just, you know, kind of get saved and then punch out. You know, death isn't going to separate me, but I'm kind of concerned about life. I'm concerned about trying to go forward from here. I'm in a good spot with you, God. Let's just be done. 
I'm, I'm doing pretty good at the moment. It's, it's the tomorrow and the next month. And ah, that's the stuff I'm concerned about. That's the stuff I'm concerned about. Well, guess what? Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what we want. We want nothing separating us. We don't want any habits. We don't want any hang-ups. We don't want any hurts. We don't want any of that stuff separating us and standing in the way from us taking our next step with God. We have to move forward. That is what this discipleship thing, God loves us so much that he meets us right where we are. We don't have to go somewhere to meet with God. God meets us right there. But he loves us so much that he chooses to help us move forward if we'll cooperate with him and and help us to grow into the image of his son. So being a devoted follower of Christ means letting nothing stop you from living the full life that Jesus provides, not even yourself. Oh, Yogi Berra said it so well. Because see, the problem with you having self-issues problem with you being mad at yourself, the problem with you thinking you can always rely on yourself, the problem with you having unforgiveness towards yourself, the problem with yourself is that wherever you go, there you are. You can't get away from you. You are stuck with you. And it is a miserable, miserable thing to be in a place where you can't stand you. At least if it's somebody else, you can give yourself a little distance and some breathing room. But when, when you have the biggest problem, with you, there's some, some deep issues. Carson and I, a few months back, watched this ESPN documentary on a hot rod basketball back in the 90s by the <coughs> basketball player by the name of Chris Heron. He was one of the most sought-out, recruited uh, high school stars. They actually did a little thing on him and his high school team. Um, he was from Fall River, Massachusetts. He ended up uh, playing college ball, got recruited, ended up back in playing for it. I mean, growing up in Massachusetts, the Celtics were just his thing. Ends up getting to play for the Celtics, getting just this, this incredible thing, living his dream. The problem was, is that along the way, he had got addicted to chemicals. He'd got addicted first to alcohol, then he stepped up into cocaine, and then he was sticking a needle in his arm and shooting up heroin on a regular basis, all the time trying to keep this NBA career going. All the time, eventually ends up playing overseas and ends up his life just spiraling, spiraling down. And this documentary is about how this guy hits rock bottom multiple times. It should have been a documentary on this man's wife because she stayed with this man all the way through it, through the lies, the frustrations, all of these different things. And what a beautiful story on both sides of that marriage. And... uh, so, and, and finally, at the end of this documentary, he gets to this place that he, he, he's living in a, in a place of sobriety. He's, he's, he's telling his story. He's going into prisons where he had spent some time himself and, and, and is sharing with addicts because that's how they tend to get right back in that cycle. They're stuck in that, in that user cycle, and they end up right back into prison again. And he's trying to help them to break that. And he's, he's living in this place of freedom. He got hooked up with some... some, some, <clears throat> some Uh, people, some believers, and some good programs. And they're in this program. They're driving down the highway, and the videographer is sitting there telling him, and and he's he's sitting there riding, and he said that for for six years during his NBA career, he had 
he had uh, developed this habit of when he went in the shower, he'd grab his, his razor and his toothbrush and toothpaste and he'd just do everything in the shower. And he just did that all the time, just got it all done in the shower. And he said that he'd been sober for about 11 months and he'd been home with his wife and, and they were doing good. They'd had their third child and things were doing good. And she asked him, she said, you know, I'm not seeing your, your shave and, and your toothbrush and you, you know, I'm not seeing it in the shower anymore. What's, what's the deal? And it had dawned on him right in that moment, he said, that he realized that for all of that other time, he was so angry with himself and so hated himself, he couldn't even stand to look in the mirror long enough to shave. He couldn't stand in the mirror, look, look in the mirror long enough to brush his teeth. And he had finally gotten to a place of freedom where he did not have to hide in the shower to br- from himself to brush his teeth and to shave his face. And he could look himself, and he was okay with the guy that looked across from him. Folks, if you showed up here frustrated and beat down with the person that you were having to look at while you brushed your teeth, I tell you what, there's freedom for you. There's freedom for you. God is so loving, and, and we want to embrace that. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that because we, we're, we're about moving forward. We are about moving forward. Trey, can I... Can I get you help now? I'd asked uh, a gentleman to come and, and help me. And I didn't ask uh, some, uh, some old broken down man like me to do this. I wanted y'all to see that I, this wasn't rigged. Anybody think this guy can maybe jump? I think he can jump. And uh, so, whoop, you don't want the receipt. I tell you what, I'm, I'm thankful for Russ. Y'all like this shirt? This is not my shirt. This is a Russ's shirt. I ironed my shirt last night, and I hung it in the wrong spot, and I left without my shirt this morning. Russ gave me the shirt off his back and a $20 bill out of his wallet. <laughs> Russ is a good man, and you better run, buddy, or you're going to get hit up. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, I've got 20 bucks here for you, buddy. If you can jump over this $20 bill, okay, you can have it, all right? If you can jump over this $20 bill, okay? You've got to stand on that side, jump forward this side. All right, here's the deal. I want you to just get up to it. You can get your toes right up to it. What you have to do is you've got to grab your toes and not let go. You have to hold your toes the whole time. You cannot let go of your toes. Okay. Oh. Didn't clear it. Try it again. Your heels did not clear it. You let go of your toes. <laughs> let go of your toes. Thank you, Trey. You don't get no money. I'd give it to you, but it's not my money. All right. That's a simple task. It's a simple move forward task. Not this giant leap, not this big thing. It's a simple little move forward that, that, that has a reward connected to it. But you know what? I've never seen, this is a little gag I used to do back when I was a youth pastor. I've never seen anybody be able to clear it forward. Now, I had some smart Alex who figured out how to do it backwards. But to clear it forward... And stay grabbing on to themselves. When we lay hold to those little hurts and those pains and those frustrations and those things, when we latch on to us, we can't move forward from there. We can't do it. That is why the first place we're hitting today in our leap, <clears throat> in our leap year series, in our getting over series, is talking about you helping to get over the things with yourself. Because you can't really move forward. You can't really move forward 
in the things that God has called us to do without this. Because see, look, the love and the grace that we embrace from God is the baseline for the love and the grace that we extend to other people. And ultimately, the biggest commandment, let's, let's just go ahead and look at it. Matthew 22 says, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Ah, Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law, all the prophets, all the move forward stuff, all of these different things that they had been connected to with all of their worship were connected right there. It's all fulfilled. Loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. But see, then Jesus takes this next step forward. And he shows us this flow pattern. He shows us the way this works. And that's why we're starting here. Because look at John 15. It says, as the Father has loved me. As the Father has loved me. The same way he has embraced the love of the Father. So I have loved you. As he has allowed the Father to love him. So he has poured it out and he has loved others. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Jesus showed us how to deal with that issue over here. First, it was the the law said, love your neighbor as yourself. And we got tripped up on that. People weren't doing that. We were, most of the time, we were most frustrated with ourselves. I tell you, you find a frustrated, angry person, and you're going to find somebody that has an issue with themselves. They lash out at everybody else because they don't even find peace for a second because they're with them all the time. And Jesus showed it. You receive the love from me and love others like I've loved you. He begins to take us out of the picture because it's, it's that, that flow. We allow God to love us and we embrace it and then we can extend it on. And we have to sit there. To, for us to deal with this issue of, of, of being okay with the person whose skin we live in, we got to let God's grace and love come to us. We have to say yes to it. We have to say it is okay. We have to do we have to do that. Why? Because Luke 9 is true. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world? To gain it all. To gain the whole thing. And that loses very self. And that that's just you know what? God already owned the whole world and he gave his son to get you. To get you. You yourself. They said, look, I here it is. I already own the whole thing, and what I want is you. Why on earth? Would you try to lose you that I value to get all of this stuff? Work on my economy here. You're the one that's valuable. Understand that. Embrace that. Say yes to that. And the first part of that, the first part of that, is folks, we are going to have to be willing to forgive ourselves. 2 Peter 1 says for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith add to your faith <laughs> this is so good i love this and if we come to christ by faith okay that's our baseline we come to fi- believe in him embrace what he's done 
And the first thing we add is some goodness. I love that, that God recognizes we ain't very good when we come to him. We're there, we have faith, and we're still not very good. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great that you don't got to be good and then have faith to come to him? He's like, okay, now you're my kid. Now let's get a little bit of goodness in you. (laughs) Come on, we're going to work in that. That's what we're going to add. So we're going to add to your faith goodness and to goodness some knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance or patience and then godliness we finally get beyond to that where we're representing god and then this brotherly kindness and then finally brotherly kindness instead of just being kind to people we're actually loving them and then we step over from kindness into real real love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the discipleship process. We have the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's their baseline. That's where we start. And discipleship, growing in him, is being productive in that. Okay? So when that's kind of our order. We have a faith, and then we could just kind of add to those things. We just kind of grow in this systematic way, and he just grows us. It says, but if anyone doesn't have them, look at what is the problem here. Look at what is the problem here, folks. If this discipleship process, if you're growing in God, gets jacked up, it gets stalled. If anyone doesn't have this, he is nearsighted and even blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. When we get jacked up, when we get stalled in our growth, it's because we've forgotten how forgiven we are. You have to be willing to let it go. You have to be willing to go. I got a video. I want to roll. Hey, Kath. Jesus. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect to see you here. Whoa. What's that smell? The smell? Oh, um, well, that's my trash. I just, I'm a little embarrassed about it. Oh, well, is that why you've been avoiding me? Avoiding you? I, I, I haven't really been avoiding you. I just, you know, I don't... I don't want to get close to you. I mean, I, I just, I don't want you to smell it. I'll take it, Kat. Come oh, on. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. I mean, I made it. It's my trash. You know, I should carry it. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, but Kat, I mean, this is my job. Right. I take people's trash. That's what I do, so. Right, okay. Well, maybe I could go and just clean it up a little bit, you know, and then I'll just, I'll come back. No, Kat, I don't need you to do that. Um. Okay, I'll take it from you so you don't have to carry the weight. Oh, well, I. Come on. Uh, just, uh, just hand it over. Uh, All right, let go, let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, How's that feel? Weird. Wow, that is crazy. Just loosen it up a little bit. Check that out. I don't know if I've ever moved like that before. I mean, that is crazy. I just, I feel so free and alive. It's the lack of trash. Wow, it's just like this is the craziest feeling I have ever had. I just, it's like something's missing. You know, I just. Get used to feeling free, because that's what you are now. Right, okay. Uh, What are you doing? I just, I got to get one thing, okay? Hold on just a minute Get one thing? No, 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 no. Don't open the bag. Jesus, thank you so much for your sacrifice. I really appreciate all that you've done for me. What's going on here, Kat? What? Look, I'll take the trash, but you need to put that back. 
Oh, um, no, actually, um, that's okay. This is mine. It's my piece. I want to keep it. No, it goes right back in the bag, so I'll help you. Here, no, 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 put no, it no. here. No, Jesus, I, I need to remind myself not to make more trash. I mean, that just Kathleen, makes sense. Kathleen, I will remind you not to make more trash, oh, okay? Oh, well, Jesus, you know... That's what I do. I mean, we'll walk together. I know, but I should be in a better place than this by now. I mean, I just, I'm constantly doing things wrong, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm constantly letting you down. No, the only thing that's letting me down is, is, is you taking the stuff back. Okay. Look, I took care of the trash before you even created it. Oh. Look, don't you see what's happening? Every time I take your trash away, you come back and, and take another piece. And the more pieces you carry around, the more trash you attract. It reeks. Cat, when I look at you, I don't see your sin. I see you. The real you, the free you. This is what I'm fighting for. This is what I died for. Jesus, I'm sorry. I just, please forgive me. I've already forgiven you. The question is, will you forgive yourself? That's the question. We can't move forward until we do that. We really haven't embraced and understood the forgiveness that's there until we allow it to flow through to ourselves. We have to embrace it. We have to, and embrace it means letting it go. We're embracing the grace and get rid of the trash. Get rid of this stuff. And you know what makes us want to hang on to that junk? Is somehow the enemy has come in and tried to get us to be identified with it. That I'm a this. I'm a this kind of victim. I'm a this kind of person. I'm there because this happened to me and now I'm able to connect with these other people that this happened to me. This is, this did, and this is my excuse why I don't have to do this or do that or whatever it is. We have to be willing to not be identified with it anymore. Because see, ultimately, ultimately, what weasels in here, weasels in here on both sides of the coin on this, I want to show you right quick. Is pride. Pride is what comes in here, folks. Psalms 10.4 says, In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In his thoughts, there's no room for God. Anytime we begin to push out God, anytime we begin to push out life-giving correction and teaching and help, anytime we begin to, to push out this, uh, these, these uh, either forgiveness or being willing to turn to God instead of thinking, I want to do it myself. See, we either grab our trash because we want to do it ourselves. We want to grab our trash because we think we deserve to be labeled and carried this. We were bad and this is part of our penance. We either want to try to be our own savior or we want to try to pay our own price, our own sacrifice. Either I'm going to be the guy, I can rely on me. God, you're there as a last resort, but I'm going to do this. There's a song by Adele, an incredible singer. She has a song called Turning Tables. And in it, she makes this declaration that a lot of people, I think, do, who stand in their place of being unwilling to really let God step in. And the lyric says, Someday I'll be braver. I'll be my own savior, standing on my own two feet. 
that thing of, you know what, you've hurt me, you've done this stuff, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Folks, we have to be willing to let the pride and thinking our sin is so bad God can't forgive us. That's pride. Think you've done something so horrible that God's goodness can't cover it. Or that you need to do it on your own. That's pride too. We've got to be able to step beyond that. And we do that by staying focused on grace. People, people will try to tell you that the message of grace, that the doctrine of grace, that, that it gives, somehow gives people this room, this license to sin. That's just goofy to me. Let's just look at this. Titus 2 says, For the grace of God, the grace of God that brings salvation. Folks, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And it teaches us, the grace does. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. It's grace that does that. While we wait for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord, <clears throat> of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own. He purifies us, folks, by grace. Grace isn't a license to sin. It's a license to live without fear of God trying to squish you for messing up. It's a license to be in the presence of a loving God that wants to change you from the inside out. That's what grace is. Romans 12 is for by the grace given me, by grace, by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Grace says God is going to do it through me. Grace says God is going to manifest this in me. That I'll be my own savior says, I'm going to live by this little rules. I'm going to do this. And God, I'm going to show you how good I can serve you. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. Grace is what really changes us. Romans 2 goes in to say, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? It's the love of God. And so how do we do this? How do we stay in grace? How do we do that? Because we stay in step with the Spirit. That's why Jesus came to get us out from under the law and let us have the Spirit that lives in us to guide us. Because that keeps us in a place of grace. Galatians 5 says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Those things that keep tripping you up, those things you're so mad about yourself, just give the spirit room to guide you, and you're going to get that out. Get, that's the new path. Galatians 5 goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit, folks, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what the spirit is going to do. That thing, that self-control, that thing that where you need to not be angry with yourself, you need to not make this thing that makes you upset with yourself up, and, and that same habit, the fruit of the Spirit brings that alive in you. And let's look at what real love is. Let's look at real love. And I want you to pause before we read this. Some of you have read this a gajillion times. And we always think about this, about this being manifest. About this being manifest out of us to others. And it should. But I want you to think about this when, in reference to that loving our neighbor as ourselves. Allowing the love of God to come and manifest to us. This kind of love, this kind of love, the kind of love God wants to see it come out of us, this is the kind of love God shows us. Think about this from a new paradigm of you dealing with yourself this way, that God's dealing with you this way. 
That kind of love is patient. Imagine being patient with yourself. Imagine being kind to yourself. Some of you are so that you, you can't even take a compliment. Somebody tries to compliment you and you feel like you have to, to, to discredit or this or minimize it or whatnot. Just kind words make you uncomfortable. You got to get free from that. And some of that is God speaking over you out of somebody else's mouth. And you got to let God do that in your life. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Wouldn't it be a beautiful thing to not be easily angered with you? It keeps no record of wrong. (laughs) What a beautiful thing to get free of your own little black book with your own little tally marks with all of your little mistakes in there. You know when I did this and I did that. Ditch it! You're not allowed to keep record of anybody else's wrong. In love, you're not allowed to keep record of your own wrong. Quit it. Get loose. Get freed from that. Love doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Something bad happens you. Oh, I deserved it. That's the secretly delighting in evil. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Rejoice in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And folks, love never fails. Let's believe God. That God can begin to show himself in us and through us like this. Like this. This grace that he gives us. This love that he gives us. That we can live in a place where we don't hate the person in the mirror. Where we're not frustrated by that person. Where we can then begin to allow God's goodness to flow. Because see, we cannot allow this kind of love to flow through us. To all God's people. Sorry, we can allow, messing up my own notes, we can allow this kind of love to flow through us to all God's people, even ourselves, and then we can really get on to those bigger hurdles that are trying to keep us back. This is hurdle one. Let's let God be the one who forgives. If he doesn't hold it against us, don't you hold it against you. And folks, this starts right now, at this moment. I appreciate it. if everybody could kind of close your eyes. We're wrapping up right now. And if you're here and you say, you know what, Brandon? I want that grace. I want that no record of wrong. I want that, that God is patient with me. I want that, that he accepts me where I am. I want that. And if that's you, if you recognize that Jesus paid the price so that God can be that way with you, then I want you to just lift your hand. And you're just simply saying yes to it. 